You have tuned in to the Lee Brothers radio program. Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee Brothers. What would Reagan do? Ronald Reagan, what would he do? We'll ask his former deputy assistant, James Rosebush, will join us this hour. Biden admits that gas prices are part of a plan. A plan? What kind of plan? A plan? Yeah, I know what his plan is. So do you. And what? What's really going on? Guns aren't killing people. It's much more. That is next. Virginia Citizens, an American Patriots radio, as the founding fathers intended. The Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend and my brother, Richard Lee, is not here yet. Yet. Just got a text and a phone call. He's three minutes away. You know, you thought he might know when the show starts. (laughs) he's three minutes away he'll be here so i'm excited to have richard lee in the house he'll be here any second and you can check us out at mojo50.com mojo50.com there you click on the lee brothers takes you directly to our page and we're packed today this show it's memorial day weekend we have a memorial day tribute i promise you that um you you can't hear this and not just have a tear in the eye. Joining us will be Rhonda Winfield, who will talk to us about her son, Jason Redifer, who was one day from coming home from Afghanistan and was killed. Freedom is not free. We'll share that with you coming up in the next hour. Also want to get to the argument that is now everywhere. You know, must get rid of the AR-15. And then, of course, when you ask the next question, what is an AR-15? Well, no one really knows. It just, it's just not right, Scott. We need to get rid of it. So we'll talk about that uh, coming up in the next hour. Whoopi Goldberg, by the way, says you could say goodbye to your AR. You know, Whoopi Goldberg, who's on a show that no one watches, who is a horrific human being, who, who wouldn't know an AR if it tripped her. Um, she says they're done. They're gone. You can forget it. We'll talk about that coming up in the show also. But James Rosebush is going to join us. Uh, the, could you imagine working with Ronald Reagan? In the limo, right beside him, James Rosebush did. He wrote a book called True Reagan. He's going to join us at the bottom of this hour to talk about what that would mean today. What would Reagan do today? And I'm not talking about the shooting. I'm talking about our economy, our country. How would Reagan's leadership impact our country? And how different would it be? We'll share that with you Come up in the show. First, check us out at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com, the Memorial Day tribute there that you can already enjoy. And uh, a hilarious comedian who went on the streets of New York City and asked them to donate to Tucker Carlson. <laughs> it's just the best. Oh, hey, take three minutes of your life. Theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com, and check out that hilarious video of the comedian asking liberals to, to donate to Tucker Carlson. Could it be any better? I'm, t- I'm telling you, you're going to bust out laughing when you uh, when you see it. It's actually pretty good. 
All right. Uh, what a week. I am... Uh, it's there's so much more at work here folks we do not have a gun problem in the united states of america we have over 400 million guns that's more than people if you're doing the math we don't have a gun problem guns aren't killing people we have a sickness that runs deep in our country and we have a tremendous amount of failures in identifying that sickness Nearly every single shooter has done something like this we knew about. This one's no different. This guy posted this stuff on social media. We knew what was happening. We knew he was there. In fact, there is now reports unconfirmed. I tried to confirm them all day today that an FBI agent knew about this at least 30 minutes before it happened. So we have failed the ability to protect our schools. We failed in our ability to protect to find these people before they do it. Oh, we know who they are. We just won't stop them. For some reason, we let this stuff happen. So we see our failures are there, but we have a bigger failure of our society and our culture. That is a rot. That is almost pure evil. At the uh, quarter of the hour here, in about 10 minutes or so, we've got a guest that's going to join us who pins this right at the feet of father's in a fatherless culture. But I can't first, I can't deal with, I cannot deal with this almost fake outrage by everyone. There's no one who has experienced the events of this week in Texas who isn't sickened, disgusted, hates it, and wants it to end. Not a single person. But if you watch the news, you think the Republicans enjoy this. You think the Republicans want nothing to do to stop it. It is disgusting. I'm so sick of it. I don't even know what what to make of it half the time. I mean, why does a basketball coach have any care about the policy of this? He has to come out before a game and make an announcement about it. Steve Kerr? Around 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And And a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had... Elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? Mm. I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences. You're not, what to, do you mean tired? You don't do that. You're a basketball coach. I, this is the stuff that drives me crazy. Not a single person likes this. They're disgusted by it. People were up two nights in a row thinking about their own kids, throwing up. It's the worst feeling ever. But for Steve to come out and act like he's like, cares more than anyone. Screams, when is it going to stop? Bangs on the desk. Steve, it's not, it's not going to stop until we change the culture of our country. But that's not what you want. He goes on in his little speech to talk about how guns are the problem. But worse than that, Republicans are the problem is how he ended up his little talk there. It just makes me, it makes me mad to think that these people have more outrage than you and me. Therefore, they care more. This is their new badge of careness. If I go to the random TV show or microphone and scream loud enough, people will know I care more than the Republicans. It's like this 
It's the uh, it's the age ribbon I'm wearing on my lapel. I, so look how much I care. It's the mask folly. I wear a mask so I care more. These people act like they care more than anyone. Their policies are all wrong. There's not a single thing Steve Kerr and his massive brilliance beyond playing basketball and being a coach could implement beyond the Republican Party that was stopped what had happened in Texas. They actually think there's a law somewhere that would have passed that would have kept this kid from killing those other kids. Then the uh, NBA announcer at Miami Heat Stadium said this. The Heat urges you to contact your state senators what? by calling 202-224-3121 to leave a message demanding their support for common sense gun laws. You can also make change at the ballot box. Visit heat.com slash vote to register and let your voice be heard this fall. Thanks for the political statement at a basketball game. And that was purely political. Oh, no, it was, it was, coked. It was cloaked in theater. It was cloaked in caring. I care so much. Watch, I'm having the announcer of the Miami Heat basketball game say common sense gun control. What does that look like? What is common sense gun control? We'll talk about that in the next hour because... We have a tremendous amount of gun laws and gun control that not a single new one would have stopped these guys. But at the heart of this, at the heart of all this, is something deeper than guns. Would it have made the left happier if this Ramos, evil human being, disgusting display of human debris would have walked in there with a knife and locked himself in a door and killed everyone? It's the same mentality. The person who pulled the trigger is the bad guy here. But the bad guys, interesting enough, expose themselves. Persons who committed public mass shootings in the U.S. over the last half century were commonly troubled by personal trauma before the shooting incident, and in most cases engaged in leaking their plans before open firing anywhere at any place but the biggest most obvious thing that we noticed is that they're without fathers we'll share that with you in 70 seconds the leebrothers.com the leebrothers.com the greatest living collection of freedom fundamentalists Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. You want a unique experience? A unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Made in America from recycled bourbon barrels, this unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O. 
Lee Brothers, outside the capital of the Commonwealth. You know what? We're in mourning as much as anyone else is. I mean, for the left to make it sound like they care more than anyone is absolutely unbelievable. Richard Lee's in the house. Richard, good to see you here. Thanks for joining us. Finally made it uh, all this way, huh? Yeah. It's a health thing. <laughs> it is. I believe we have a guest, and I, we're trying to confirm that right now on the show. If, if Pastor uh, Sean Tias, I think, is on. Uh, Sean, are you there? I'm here, yes. Okay, good. We got you. Thank you, sir. I, uh, I, I appreciate your time here, and I, let me just introduce you in an appropriate manner that uh, is worthy of the introduction. You're Pastor Sean Tease. I say your name right, by the way? Tice, actually. That's okay, though. Tice. Tice. So I said it wrong. It's okay to go, no, you said it dead wrong. <laughs> Trust me, he does it all the time. It's wrong all the time. It's always wrong. Yeah, it happens all the time. Sean, <laughs> all right, good. Scott um, does that all the time to, to everyone. That's, that's perfectly, it's, it's, a, okay. it's a professional in me. All right, you're the founding president of Life Factors Fatherless Ministries. We were just talking before the break, before we had you on, how there's a deeper issue at work in our country. Uh, nearly every yeah. mass shooter uh, who has gone crazy in fact, nearly every male in prison has one common denominator. What is that, Sean? Fatherlessness. I mean, honestly, it's one of the main things. You know, eighty-five percent of youth youth in detention centers come from fatherless homes, and it's, it's, I mean, it's affecting so many people. And we kind of brush under the rug and say, "Oh, that's not an issue." <laughs> the the stats are so overwhelming yeah. that we as a country have been missing this. I mean, when you when you have stats that suggest that a uh, fatherless boy is twice as likely to drop out of high school, twice as likely to end up in jail, four times more likely to need help for emotional behavioral problems, how did we miss this as a country, or we just don't want to see that? Well, the problem is we've, we've addressed it on the top-level issues, you know, the results that are coming from it. And we say, what's happening? Why is this crime happening? Why are all these things we're facing? And we don't want to go to the root of the problem and say that it's the dad being gone. You know, a kid's life is in balance when they have a loving mom and dad in their home. And when they don't have that mom and dad, one of them is gone or both of them are gone. It's, it's like looking at a scale when it's off balance and their life is completely off balance. And we think, well, what's wrong with that kid? Well, their life's off balance. And if somebody else's life is off balance, they would be dealing with the same thing. And so then they try to cope with drug and alcohol addiction, suicide, you know, being a, not doing well in school because they don't have somebody to tell them to do good. Girls oftentimes will go find a guy to, to cope through the situation with because dads provide security. And so when that dad isn't there to provide security, they end up, they end up facing, um, you're trying to find a boy that will give them that security or they find a man that's going to say, hey, I'll be your security and they end up getting taken advantage of. I mean, there's so many things coming from this because that dad is not there. These dads provide the stability to these kids' lives. And when the dad's gone, he's not, he's not there to help them. And we saw this with the, the recent uh, the kid that was a shooter. And he, he grew up without a dad. His mom was, a, at least the media saying, he grew up without a dad. His mom was a drug addict. His life was just completely off balance. And we're not excusing what he did. It's horrible what he did. But if he would have had a loving, caring dad or a loving, caring mentor in his life, imagine the difference that he could have made in his life. Well, I think I think we have talked about, the Lee Brothers talked to us on the show for a long time. The breakdown of the family is the, well, first let me just back up. Family is civilization. It is the backbone of civilization. The breakdown of that yeah. is, in fact, the breakdown of civilization. Yes. I completely agree. Yeah, guess why God set it up. I mean, God created it to be a mom and a dad. And when one of them's gone, you're going against the way God created it and ends up being a mess. 
So what are you, you have a great organization here, it, 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 and I'm, I'm trying to read up on it before the, before the show, but essentially you find these fatherless men, right? These boys. That yes. Help. Yes. We, I, yeah, I grew up without a dad. And so I'm really passionate about helping other, other kids out there went through it, but I was blessed to have these mentors that came into my life and poured into me and helped me. And, and, and I had that, but a lot of kids don't get that experience. And so we're trying to recreate that with other kids and, and we do it through local churches. That's one of the main things. So we've, we've traveled the country speaking in churches. We've been probably around 200 churches speaking on fatherlessness and recruiting people to get involved in helping the kids that are around them. Not some major program where it's like, Hey, I have to go mentor some kid that I don't know. That's what we, that the way approach we took was, Hey, what about your niece or nephew that's fatherless or that grand grandparent that lives in your grand in your neighborhood that has a grandchild they're raising or that single mom you work with. And that was our approach. That's what we did. And we, we saw some good results from that. And we saw, you know, single moms were just so excited about it. But yeah, that's what we did. We spoke in churches for a couple of years in a row. We've been doing this ministry for almost 14 years. So a lot of it was creating books and things. We have devotionals for fatherless guys and girls, single moms. Now we're doing local ministry. We have a ministry um, and we still travel some. We still do our ministry nationally, but we're setting up local chapters. And so right now we're doing one in Las Vegas called God is My Dad Las Vegas chapter. And what we're doing there is we're setting up, like right now we have a single mom group and we're we're, mentor, we're working with the single moms every week and helping them. And then they get plugged into a local church. We're also mentoring some of the youth and we're trying to do it in churches all over Vegas. And so we're doing that here. We're also going to be doing that in um, Dixon, Tennessee, about 45 minutes out of Nashville and setting up one there with a the church there and trying to get these kids mentors um, because they just, they honestly, they need some Christian loving people to come into their life and say, hey, I believe in you. I care about you. I'm here for you. I actually mean it. And how these kids, the, the, the change that can make in their life is, is an amazing thing. How can people find out more about your organization? They can go to godismydad.com as a website. We have four fatherless families. It has videos, for has sections for grand, uh, grandparents raising grandkids, for single moms, for fatherless individuals. And they can go to those sections, find videos, all kinds of content. We even have a Father's Day page right now where they can go and find hope during Father's Day because Father's Day is often a, a hopeless day for the fatherless. And so that's for, that's for the fatherless individuals. We have a mobile app, our second version of it coming out in the Apple and Google Play Store soon. You can also text the number 66866, the word DAD. And when you text that number, it'll opt you into our email list. Text the number 66866, the word dad. And that, that's an e- email that can help you find out how to help other fatherless individuals. Our main website is lifefactors.org. And on there, there's resources to help the fatherless families around you. Uh, we have a Father's Day page out there where we can show you, show you how to help the fatherless during Father's Day and, and different, different ideas. We have a monthly blog thing where it shows you every month. All right. Are you still there? Courses we have a God is My Dad YouTube channel as well. All kinds of stuff out there to help fatherless families or to help help the fatherless individuals that want to help fatherless individuals. Well, Sean, that's good stuff. I mean, our country's in desperate need of it. I think the issue is much bigger than a simple gun argument that can be uh, debated on Capitol Hill. This is uh, a breakdown of our culture and society, and what you're doing is making a a bigger difference than that than than anyone is in Washington D.C. So thanks for your uh, thanks for what you're doing. Well, thanks for having us on. I appreciate it. You bet. That is pa- you, Sean. That is Pastor Sean Tice. He is uh, founding president of Life Factors Fatherless Ministries. And a truly a great American. There he is, Richard Lee. All right, more in 70 seconds at LeeBrothers.com, at LeeBrothers.com. The Radio Revolution. Mojo 5 
Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. You want a unique experience, a unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker, made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O. Radio as the Founding Fathers intended. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. Well, it's good to see you, Richard. It's good to be out and about. I tell you, if I could just quit swallowing things down the wrong tooth. <laughs> <laughs> That's been happening to me That's an every interesting way to... single day, and it's just, it, my voice changes. Yeah. Sounds different to me right now. Uh, let me well, try to clear my throat. Let, let me tell you something. It is. Uh, it sounds better than it did last week. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you weren't even here. Last week was pretty bad. You weren't was, even, but you weren't here. No, my I wasn't point here. Is, I was, is empty. It was in the hospital again. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I know you have a lot going on in your life. There's no doubt about that. We're glad you're here. Richard Lee is back in the house. Hey, check us out, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. You can find uh, more access there to the Fatherless America and, uh, and what Sean was talking about just a few minutes ago where, um, where he'll, uh, he'll give you some more details there, all at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. You know, when we think about what happened this week, you know, this shooter had a mental health issue list that was uh, extremely long. Uh, he was, would cut up his face with knives and walk into the classroom and say, yeah, I cut myself up. And no one said anything. I mean, just, oh, okay, that's nice. That's not a problem. Gonna... He was shooting people outside the school for 12 minutes. The shooter into the school with no security guard was present or tried to stop him. What? How'd that even happen? Well, you can't. Everybody, not everybody, a lot of people are pointing their fingers at the police department, saying they're at fault because they didn't respond fast enough. They didn't do this fast enough. Somebody in that school system on this planet knew that boy had problems. Somebody knew. They should have they should have had him out of that room in a psychiatric ward somewhere. None of this would have happened. And he might have come out the other side with a clear head understanding what his role is here on earth. You know, it's not to gun down as many people as he can at school. And they can't blame the police. They can blame the police for, you know, I, I saw an interview with one of the higher-ranking police officers, and he said they, 
They wouldn't let us in. They who? Yeah, who's they? Right. The school? It's ridiculous. I understand that the, the police officer went in there and were shot at, and then they just they kind of hunkered down after that. Meanwhile, he's in the room shooting the kids. Th- this is the most heart-wrenching, painful scenario when you feel like it could all been stopped. You know, you know the kid. You know he's bad. You know he's evil. And yet we just kind of let him go through life with, with uh, and able to go buy a gun for that matter and get a gun. Then when he gets there, we have a complete implosion of the ability to stop him. Why was there no resource officer? I know the Democrats said we don't want him in, a, in, in schools anymore. No police officers in schools anymore. But they think they see the folly of that now, possibly. But how is it that he walked in the only open door in the entire school? Just walked right in there? That seems a bit odd as well. So there's, there's lots to this entire thing. And I don't guess we'll ever know what any of the real deal is. But we don't have to. We can, we can learn from what happened and try to stop it. And it's not about gun control. We'll talk about that coming up in the next hour. But coming up, uh, we got a great honor. We're going to have uh, James Rosebush with us, who is the author of True Reagan and who was Reagan's deputy assistant, rode in the limo with him. And he may have a take on what Reagan would do right now, not with the shooter, but with our entire economy, our country, our people, our culture. Would Reagan's leadership be different today? I think so. James Rosebush is next. Check us out at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Mojo50.com. Ever heard this soundbite? Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Hi, this is Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers. Why let someone pry your gun from your cold, dead fingers? The Lee Brothers don't want this to happen to you. We want your gun. Help the Lee Brothers get guns off the streets. Introducing our new free gun collection program. Simply send us an email and we will come pick up the guns or the unwanted guns absolutely free. We are making every effort to make our community safer from unwanted weapons. Patriots at theleebrothers.com. Because we care. Email us today. Fast Tracks, based on what you can afford to pay. 800 709 Mojo50.com. We built this city. Yes, we did. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. Oh, oh. <laughs> we built this city on rock and roll. Just after the bottom of the hour, outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left. I like it over here. <laughs> is Richard Lee. Richard, good to have you. You look great. Wonderful and, to and, be back. Uh, I feel so much better. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that makes a difference. You know, if you feel good, you, uh, you, you play good, is what they say. Yeah. I'm trying to get my voice back in full swing. It, it actually doesn't sound as hideous as it normally <laughs> 
Well, thank you for saying that, Scott. <laughs> Yours is as hideous as it always. <laughs> All right, check us out at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. A great Memorial Day tribute there from none other than Ronald Reagan. All at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Mama always liked my breath. I mean, my your voice. Your voice. Better. Yeah. Well, that's true. If I can get past this uh, memory loss. <laughs> Couldn't even remember the memory loss, but uh, get past that, I'll be You're in good shape. Smoking. You and I were talking this week about uh, leadership and how important that is for our country, and you and I said, you know what? Ray, it'd be great to have Reagan back. I oh, mean, my word. This is unbelievable. So we pulled a book off the shelf. The name of the book is True Reagan, What Made Ronald Reagan Great and Why It Matters. The author is James Rosebush. He was the deputy assistant to Ronald Reagan. Mr. Rosebush is on the phone with us now. Hello, James. Always great to be with you guys. Always great to be with you. Mm. Thank you for joining us today. Man, we're glad you're with us. My pleasure. I bet it's tough for a guy like you. I mean, you're, you rode in a limo with one of the best uh, human beings and presidents of, uh, of, our, of my lifetime. Best president. Some would argue one of the best in the history of our country. I how, agree. How is it possible that you can look at our uh, leadership today and just not go crazy when you knew Reagan so well? Well, you hit it on the spot, man. And you know, it's interesting because today Reagan is in the top pantheon, the top five presidents in American history as judged by people in all parts of the political spectrum. But I'll tell you, there, there's a resurgence because the world is, is completely bereft of leadership today. And so people are looking for not only leaders to rise up today, but they're looking at examples. They're looking for examples of it in the past and in, in the recent past. So we, we have millions and millions of people who are alive and enjoyed the leadership of Ronald Reagan at the time. And so they're coming at me by the thousands and saying, hey, we got to have Reagan back. How can we do this? How can we have Reagan values back here? Well, I think that what we have to do is we got to invest a lot of time and effort in training people to absorb, to follow, to, to, to see, you know, see these great leaders, Churchill. I mean, Reagan is the only one, but these great leaders that have had an important impact on, on global history and global events and the way that people are desperate for them today, they see the world in all, all parts of the world right. completely, uh, you know, in a, in a complete state of uh, un unsettlement and, uh, the only other person, and I would say that the Reagan mantle has been passed to one person, and that is uh, Vladimir Zelensky, because he has so many of the Reagan characteristics. So we can we can look at him today and say, well, these are all the things that he's got. And by the way, he's being awarded next week the Reagan Medal uh, oh, that's been passed. Support, yes, being given to him uh, here in Washington. So that that's a very exciting uh, event. But that's sort of confirming the fact that. Zelensky is demonstrating Reagan-like qualities. That's what we have to have. Well, you know, in reading your book, True Reagan, which I, I will put in my top five books of uh, historical ever, it, 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 the thing I liked about it was I got a glimpse into who he was as a person more than he was as a politician. And I think the reason he was a good politician is because he was a very unique moral person. Would you agree? Well, I have to say, you know, Scott, the word politician 
doesn't exactly fit Reagan. So yes, I mean he he was he was head of a labor union. He represented General Electric. Just on the corporate side, he was the only president history to have uh, actually been a member of both parties and worked for labor as well as business. Uh, and you know you know having been you could say he he certainly had political roles. But I have to say I saw him the way he interpreted himself to me. You know when I went in the White House, Scott, I had no idea what I was dealing with. I did not come from. Hollywood, I didn't come from California, I didn't come from the film industry. And I'm like, what, what, what's up with these people? And I had to, I just had to put an ear to it, right? And I had these extraordinary opportunities, you know, to be in the, you know, in the motorcade and, you know, in his car, just, just the two of us, you know, and he was, oh, he was very forthcoming with me about where his values came from and how his thought process. Now, this is, this is really digging into what happened, you know, how, how this, how this, gentleman was how how this leader was really translating what was going on and you know scott i have this thing that i say to myself every day what is really going on really going on by the way uh emphasis on really so we see all kinds of disruptive world events going on right now but what what's underneath why why is all this happening why why are we're not coalescing around the right values to protect individual liberties. And, you know, Reagan, I always say that Reagan was an evangelist. He, he was, you know, he was going to go to divinity school when he, when he, after he graduated from Eureka College, uh, you know, played football there, you know, a standout guy. He was, he was a political leader of, of the students there, but he was going to go to divinity school with his best friend. And I thought if he had gone to divinity school, he might've been a minister of a couple thousand max. But he was a, an evangelist for millions because, and what was what was his message? I am devoted to promoting individual freedom and liberty for every single person on the planet. It wasn't just for Americans. All right. And in this book, the reason I had to write this book, Scott, is because it's the only book that tells what was going on in in Reagan in Reagan's heart and mind and soul from the inside. As watch this, as he told me. I haven't fabricated this stuff. So you see that books, sure, there, there are a lot of books about Reagan. There are more books about Lincoln and, and some of these other people. But it, it, this is the only book that tells the inside story. Yeah. You know, Reagan, was, he was the son of an alcoholic. He was very buttoned up. He, he wasn't, it wasn't easy for him to make friends or to open himself up to people. And I think maybe there were two reasons that I think he opened up to me. And that was, I asked him to, and because I needed to find out who he was to be able to be a better uh, assistant to him, to, to be a better person, uh, you know, to, to uh, really produce the kinds of things that he needed me to do. I had to understand my, I was telling my client, I had to understand my client wow. in order to figure out what, how I could best uh, promote his objectives. And so he obligingly, you know, he, he opened up and I mean, it wasn't difficult. We had very warm and friendly conversations. He, you know, <laughs> just, he sang his favorite hymns to me, read his Bible to me. He told me all about his mother and his father, you know, in a very personal sense. And so I felt the whole reason that I really was in, in the White House was to write this book. You know, it's interesting is Richard and I look at each other and thinking, what would it be like to be around Ronald Reagan? Not not just to talk about him and love him from afar, but to been in your shoes, James Rosebush, to oh, been in the, incredible to being in the to be in the car with him, 
What is um? I have to tell you a funny story. I have to tell you a funny story about being in the car, though. So when you you you're you're just you're I mean I was a nobody. He was a celebrity, right? So you you say the same same thing with Nancy, right? Because uh, I was also chief of staff to her. So you get a motorcade and like people are either waving and kissing, you, you know, throwing kisses and waving and, you know, blah, blah, blah. There, there are other people that are like, don't like you. But anyway, the person, so he'll sit there and he's waving, you know, and I'm thinking and I just sit on my hand. And there, each motorcade, by the way, has a has a decoy car and the car that has the real president in it. So the uh, one of my friends who was Reagan's personal assistant always had to sit in the decoy car. And he said he got so tired of people waving. Uh, they didn't know which car to wave at that he bought a Ronald Reagan mask. And when he would sit in the decoy car, <laughs> he, he would sit in the decoy car, right? And he would see if he could get more waves. And to see the look on people's faces, right? Yeah. They, they're waving at the, the first car. And if Reagan was in the second car, they're like, well, there, there are two, there are two, are there two Ronald Reagan's? But anyway, there, there are a lot of funny things that happen when you're on the road with the president of the oh, United States. Uh, it's but incredible. And you, you, just have to, you just have to sit in that car. Yeah. You have to sit in that car and just, you know, sit on your hands. But sometimes you have to wave back. You, you document it very well in your book, True Reagan. Um, let me, uh, let's see if I can put you on the spot here. It, what, 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 how different would our country look or what would be a policy difference if Ronald Reagan were in charge today? What 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 would be so different? Is it is that too big of a bold, wide open question? I can an, I can answer it. I can answer it in one in one sentence. Democrats, remember Reagan said this. Democrats looked at April fifteenth <laughs> as a bonanza. Republicans look at April fifteenth as the worst day in the year. <laughs> so you know, remember he said that, right? Yeah. So uh, you, you have a, a dramatic distinction in a vision for America between our two parties. And you, you see, he, he was, Reagan was a person who wanted, he, he said government is the servant. And, you know, one of the things that really bothers me is that uh, you, you see, well, the, the Congress is announcing, a, you know, bill for, you know, a spending bill for, you know, X number of dollars. And, and they say that it's government money. And Reagan was always saying, the reason, one of the reasons that people loved him, right? You yeah. have to remember, he fought for the little guy. I mean, I, I went with Reagan into, you know, we, I remember going into Dorchester, Massachusetts to a bar, you know, work, working class neighborhood. Oh, my gosh. Hey, these, these, are, these are Democrats. You know, right up to the bar. Hey, Mr. President, come on, have a beer with us. You know, hey, we want Reagan appealed to the working man. And, you know, the uh, leftists always tried to portray, oh, Reagan, he's this rich guy. You know, he, Reagan actually wasn't rich. He, he wasn't rich. And, and so he, he related to the, he related to everyone. And guess what? They related back to him. No doubt. But today we have an effete class of politicians that they they know better than the taxpayer and you want you look at how many people are running right now in in primaries all, all across the country uh republican candidates there's a huge surge you know why because they're tired of being talked down to by politicians reagan never talked down to any any american a great point. he lifted them up he lifted them up yeah and and he, sure he he was he was a very strong confident 
person. That's what people like in leadership. But they knew that he was working for them. What, what you see today is people, these politicians, they, they tell you how to think oh, and what to do. No doubt. And they, they run, run your life. Yeah, right? we're, we're the serfs and the peasants. Reagan did not have that view of the citizenry. Did you ever ask him to share his jelly beans? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just curious. You know, that jelly bean thing was a bit of a, what, what could I say? You know, what Jimmy Carter had peanuts and Ronald yeah. Reagan had jelly beans. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. That, yes, they were on the Oval Office desk, but the more important things that were on that great resolute desk, which is a gift from Queen Victoria, uh, were these little hand-tooled statements. There's no limit to what a man can do or how far he can go if he doesn't care who gets the credit. Oh, that's perfect. And then another one, another one that said it can be done. And those were two of Reagan's favorite statements, and they were right on his desk. If you go to the Reagan Library today, you'll see a replica of that. But sure, there are jelly beans there. But I tell you personally, I was never a jelly bean guy. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Hey, look, James, thanks so much, man. A great update on your book. Awesome. Uh, and I tell you, we could spend hours uh, picking your brain about one of, the, one of our favorite presidents. So, by the way, you do know that we end our show with Reagan's uh, farewell address. I, I don't know if you knew that. I love it. Yeah. You guys are the best. Thank you Thank so you much so for having me. Yep, glad to have you, sir. That is uh, the author of True Reagan, a deputy assistant to Ronald Reagan, James Rosebush. And a truly great American. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, man. That was awesome. Enjoyed that tremendously. All right, coming up, we are going to uh, explain why Biden gas prices are a plan. That in 60 seconds. LeeBrothers.com. LeeBrothers.com. Give us your poor, your tired, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. You want a unique experience, a unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker, made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O. You're listening to the Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. Speaking of Top Gun, that's coming out this week. Coming out this week? It's coming out today, this weekend, I think. Really? Yeah, it's Memorial Day weekend. Perfect yeah. timing. Yeah, why not? I think I shall try to visit. Although I think it's interesting how different the military is now. In those days, it was, you know, you got all hyped about I mean, now the military is like a social experiment. You got all this kind of, you know, trans this and all kinds of stuff going on. It's interesting. I don't think it's the same, but 
Uh, yeah, go see Top Gun this weekend and let me know, would you? Richard, please. Yes, I shall. I shall. Joe Biden this week was speaking with um, a press conference in Japan, and he let something slip out that I thought was really interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't know that it slipped out or maybe Biden, you know, finally. I don't think he ever has any slip-ups. It's just his way Fair. screwing up. Fair. You know that, I mean? that is true. That's true. Um, he, listen to uh, his comments on gas prices here. When it comes to the gas prices, uh, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over. I didn't know that was the plan. I didn't. I missed that entire point. Going through this transition from an incredible president, like Trump, don't like Trump, but look what the nation was when he was in office. And now we're going over to the transition of Joe Biden. Gas prices going through the roof. So is everything in the grocery store. But He's destroying this country. But it makes it sound like this gas hike is part of a plan. It's part of a plan to move away from... I mean, listen, it says it again. So it's a train. Move away to horses and bicycles? Yeah, no, an electric, electric, which, by the way, has to be funded or uh, sourced somehow. You're still going to pay for it because you got to go home and plug in. Is that not an amazing statement, though? Listen to it again. Uh, we're going through an incredible transition. Is that what you would call it? A transition? I'm not. Tr- we're not transitioning to six dollars a gallon. A gallon? We're, 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 we would want to go back to two dollars a gallon. A lot of people are going through a serious transition because they don't have the money to fund six dollar a gallon exactly. gasoline and feed their families. Right. They just don't have it, and God forbid their car break down. I mean, everything's going up, and I just wonder. So everything doesn't have to go up. Sometimes it's just a realtor take. I mean, a <laughs> a, a, a retailer uh, or a realtor taking advantage. No, it's of not the situation. In it some is not. cases, it is. It is not. You always are so negative on that. Always well, have. Here's a, that. Here's a something for you to think about. If you had a tractor trailer load of cereal behind your store that you got. Right on the wire of this incredible transition, Joe Biden calls it. And now the prices have doubled or tripled. Are you going to pull that cereal off that trailer and put the double or triple price on it? Or are you going to let your merchant, your customers buy the cereal at the old price? So this seems very simple to me. How much does it cost him to get the cereal back? It's going to have to buy it at the higher price. Right? Who's going to buy the cereal bag? Biden? No, no. What I'm leader? saying is, if it cost <laughs> if it cost the guy a dollar for a box of cereal, now it's going to cost him a buck fifty. He's got to charge the buck fifty price, even though if he paid a dollar for it, he's got to charge. He's got to have the price increase. And by he the way, could have I a doubt special sale to help his customers. You don't think that's happening? You don't think there's some people going, look, I'm not going to raise prices. I'm going to try to keep yeah, it as low as possible. I do think possible. very yeah, do few people are, are, are doing that. But I think a lot very of Very few. You're such a negative guy. How I'm could you be negative, negative on guy. that? I'm You're like positive. the least negative person I know. In and yet you, fact, you pull that out and go, these people are overcharging. They're not overcharging. I'm positive. There are a lot of people out there overcharging. I'm very positive. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I personally, if I was a merchant selling my cereal... 
I would not jack the prices up. Might want to, but I would not well, jack no, the I, prices I don't think up. most people are, actually. I think most people are trying to keep them as low as possible. I don't think they're looking to gouge anyone. Really? Except Joe Biden, who wants to gouge you because he doesn't want you driving a fossil fuel car anymore. Which, by the way, is the most economical and best use ever. Here's Joe Biden. It's the stupidest thing any president could want because well, he's going to affect. No, it's ninety nine percent. Dude, of the it's about the climate. Country. It's about the climate. The climate, it's, my butt. That's what it's about. Listen to what he said at one of the primaries. Number one, no more subsidies for fossil fuel industry. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill. Period. Period. Ends. No more for the okay. oil companies to drill, period. This guy has a mission. This isn't just higher gas prices, hope they get lower. I wonder if everyone understands. He doesn't want the prices lower. He wants you to stop driving your car. He just admitted it. That is scary stuff. The president of the United States isn't saying to the citizens, uh, it's going to get lower. No, he's saying this transition is hard. Get used to it until we get to electric cars. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard the president say. There will be billions of gas-powered vehicles sitting. If that's the way he wants everyone to have an electric car. That's Here's an idea, Joey. Why don't you buy us all an electric car? He's forcing companies to even make electric cars. That's what he's doing. He's forcing them to do it. All right, more in 73 seconds. LeeBrothers.com, LeeBrothers.com. <laughs> Adjust your mojo now. Thank you. You want a unique experience, a unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Made in America from recycled bourbon barrels, this unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Our version of the Federalist Papers, without all the reading. The Lee Brothers. Stop reading, start listening. The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. Let it whip, baby. All right, so we listen to this. Whip it good. It looks like the General Assembly's agreed on a budget for Virginia. And it's going to include a $4 billion cut in taxes. Cut. Cut in taxes. Not Can a cut you say in cut? <laughs> cut in taxes. May we be clear here? Cutting taxes. You know who pays taxes? You do. Well, listen to this twist. It's interesting. Here's the twist to this little budget that the uh, they've agreed to. There will be a tax cut for those who pay taxes. The Democrats didn't like that. They said, wait a minute. Not everyone pays taxes. Yeah. But so, you do, don't you, Mr. Democrat? So, listen to this. Here's what the Democrats said. The Democrats, the Senate Democrats, 
are making up to 15% of the earned income tax credit refundable for low-income families who don't pay enough taxes to offset the entire credit. In other words, they are going to give a check to people who don't pay enough taxes. This, I am so blown away by our government. We have a nice headline, $4 billion in tax cuts, a bunch of other little things going on. You know, we're giving pay raises to teachers and the, you know, all this great stuff. Then the Democrats say, wait a minute, we got to give money away to people. There's people who don't pay taxes to get a tax cut. So we're going to give them a check? Sure. I'll be be the first in line. (laughs) It's just unbelievable. Do you not pay taxes? Well, I don't make enough to pay taxes, do I? Well, I don't know, but here's a check. Yeah, here's a check anyway. Because you don't make enough, we're just going to give you a check. We're going to call it... The low-income family tax credit, which is nothing more than welfare. And who came up with this idea? The Democrats. Of course. This is unbelievable. So why can't you just stop, please? Stop giving money to people who haven't earned it. I guess they have seminars on how (laughs) to have someone vote Democratic. Give them a check. Isn't that unbelievable? Incredible. All right, coming up. We have a very special Memorial Day tribute to a mother who lost her son. That, and have you ever seen a pregnant man? Some have. That is coming up. LeeBrothers.com. LeeBrothers.com. You have tuned in to the Lee Brothers radio program. Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee Brothers. It is a massively important weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend, and we're going to share a very special tribute coming up. And have you ever seen a pregnant man? College campus freshmen say, yeah, oh, sure, uh uh-huh, they have. (laughs) And uh, Whoopi Goldberg, we're coming for your AR-15. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots, the only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this lovely day on the airwaves. You know, Whoopi Goldberg, we're coming for your AR-15s. I know a lot of people, personally, who would say, better wear some body armor. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. What we're... The, why are these people somehow deemed smart? How did that even happen? I'd be willing to bet Whoopi doesn't even know what an AR-15 is. If, it, if she tripped over it, yeah. she wouldn't know. So uh, that's coming up here real quick. But first, check us out, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. There's a Memorial Day tribute there. It's excellent. There is a hilarious comedian that went on the streets of New York City and asked uh, liberals to donate to Tucker Carlson's show, and it, ensues is quite funny that's about a three-minute video you'll love that at the LeeBrothers.com. and gun-free utopia it does not exist that's at the LeeBrothers.com. watch that video because there is this idea now that we can rid ourselves 
of firearms and rid ourselves of this chaos. And then there's those who say, no, we're the only country. That does. That's not true. They're, that, we're not, by far not the only country that has to deal with these things. And for the people on the left to think, if we could just get rid of guns, this would go away. Then we could go ahead and be invaded in a very peaceful way. In a very peaceful way. But there's 400 million guns. They're never going away. They're not going away. Can you just... And uh, you can have all you want because they'll make more tomorrow. Right. So check out that video at theleebrothers.com, and uh, it kind of makes the, uh, the case quite well. Not possible. There's no such thing as a utopia. Uh, the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. The problem with so much of this debate, and this is what make, it sickens my stomach, is this isn't a gun issue. It's not a gun issue. It's a person issue. As we talked about in the first or last hour, sure. if, this, if this guy walked in and stabbed all these kids, would it make the liberals feel better? I don't or understand. Or even walked in throwing rocks. Right. Sizable rocks. I mean, they're, that guy is evil. was screwed up. He was evil. Pure and simple. And a lot of people knew it and said nothing or did nothing. So the, uh, the, the Lee brothers have the answer to the uh, people who don't want guns. We have a PSA that we played before in the past. Here is that PSA. Ever heard this sound bite? Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Hi, this is Richard Lee of the Lee brothers. Why let someone pry your gun from your cold, dead fingers? The Lee brothers don't want this to happen to you. We want your gun. Help the Lee brothers get guns off the streets. Introducing our new free gun collection program. Simply send us an email and we will come pick up the guns or the unwanted guns. Absolutely free. We are making every effort to make our community safer from unwanted weapons. Patriots at theleebrothers.com because we care. Email us today. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's tongue-in-cheek. We have some fun with that. Uh, but I will tell you this. I think this issue, I, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to the anti-gun people. I think they truly don't want guns around. And I think they don't like the AR-15, although they can't identify it. I think they're, I think their hearts in the right place. They don't, they they want to fix this, right? They think if we just didn't have these guns, these people wouldn't do it. If we just didn't have people shooting people, it they, would be fine. It'd be great. Guns in their eyes, that doesn't make any sense. Well, I I want to be compassionate towards their true feelings about it, but it's just misguided. I think it's just them caught up with people and they just want to march with these folks over here. Because at that p- particular point in time, it is the popular way, maybe, maybe for them to go. But you have a right to own a gun. If you want to own a gun, well, you do. go buy yourself a gun. It's, it's, called Art- it's called Second Amendment, and it's also a God-given right to protect yourself. But Whoopi Goldberg doesn't think that. Listen to this. This is nothing more than gibberish, and it's strictly emotion talking. She has no notes. She's just gibbering. Listen, I want to thank Governor Abbott because he signed 22 bills this year, making it easier for mass shooters to buy, carry, and own guns in his state. (laughs) Is that even possible? You mean he put a bill in and it passed the General Assembly of Texas? that said, let's make it easier for psychos to pick up AR-15s? Come on, Whoopi. 
That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Maybe it's a sting operation, Whoopi. He wants to <laughs> gather up all the, all the psychos. Put them in a special sting operation. fenced area. Anyway, and she- then arm them and get the hell out because they can gun down either one of them. Let's apply his abortion laws to guns by deputizing citizens to sue anyone involved in gun violence. So you sold an AR-15 at the gun show? See you in court. What? Does your neighbor have too big an arsenal? Call the cops. Do you believe people think this way? It's like if you buy a gun for protection, then you ought to be held accountable. It's like if I go buy a chainsaw and I use it to, to kill my neighbor then the chainsaw person ought to be, who sold me the chainsaw, ought to be held accountable. I ought to be able to sue that. If I drive a car, if I buy a car from a car dealership, I use that car to hurt people. The guy who sold me the car should be liable? Is she, is she lost her mind? I mean, how do you think that way? Just the, the guns aren't killing people. It's people who are. You can't, you can't hold an inanimate object responsible for the death of someone. Yeah, they don't crawl out in the middle of the night and gun down a car out. Right. Unless you're standing behind it with the finger twitch. My 23-year-old daughter <laughs> notified me uh, a few days ago. And I don't even remember what we were talking about, but out of the clear blue sky, she said, yeah, I have a handgun. And I have a conceal and carry permit, too. Is that Brittany? No. Miranda. No way. Uh, that's an interesting twist of things. Wouldn't have guessed that one. I wouldn't be surprised if all if Brittany didn't have a whole closet dedicated to guns because Whoopi says go get them. Yeah, Brittany uh, is not going to let somebody come get her. Good her her, or her. Good for her. She has a one. right. She has a right to yeah. that. She She's got right three kids in the house and protect them. She she can protect them. She could lay down. You know, small fire for hours. <laughs> that's hilarious. But, here, but here, Miranda. Yeah, that's a shocker. I everywhere I, she goes, she carries a gun. That's awesome. I'm a huge fan of Miranda. She lives down in the city, you know. So uh, I said, are you at least a bit scared being down here in the city? She says, I'm not afraid of anything. <laughs> that's hilarious. I said, really? She goes, yeah, I've got see, a gun. And she's probably, it's probably a semi-automatic weapon. Because they all are. Here's it, more. It's here's a nine more. millimeter auto. There. One, two, three. Yeah, four. semi-automatic. Here's whippy. Oh, here's more whoopy. Whippy. Here's whippy, too. Actually, let's invoke some Supreme Court logic, too. Alito says abortion's not in the Constitution. Well, neither are AR-15s. It's so- <laughs> the most AR, unbelievable. The AR-15s are part of a group. Oh. A job, whoopy. Yes, thank you. It's you know, unbelievable. Right to so, bear arms. So the, you thought the founders should have actually wrote down every gun that we manufactured in the, and the Second Amendment includes a, a Glock, and it's <laughs> ridiculous. The principle behind the Second Amendment applies to all of them. So the AR-15, yes, is somehow. A, and by the way, what is an AR-15? It's a semi-automatic firearm, which almost every single gun that every American carries is a semi-automatic weapon. Right. We're gonna get rid of them all. All right, she continues. I guess the Constitution doesn't cover them either. Life is so sacred, then stop using guns to abort young lives. And stop, stop voting using for, guns. And, and stop to, voting for Republicans. <laughs> you, see, you see what they're doing there? Those women suck. I mean, voting Republican means death. To, this is how whack they are. And they, by, they, they get away with this. 
stop voting Republicans because Republicans aren't going to take away your guns. So you literally are tying Republicans to the shooting in Texas is what, uh, what's her name there? Behar or whatever her name is. Joey Behar had to chime in. I got nauseous for a second. You about threw up. That's why we said the Bart Buffett between us. It's unbelievable. So that's just that. Now, when we get back, we'll, uh, Whoopi goes all in. She pushes all of her cards in and essentially attacks the R15 with everything she's got. And you'll hear it in 74 seconds. The LeeBrothers.com. The LeeBrothers.com. The greatest living collection of freedom fundamentalists. Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. You want a unique experience? A unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Made in America from recycled bourbon barrels, this unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl.com and tell them you heard it on Mojo 50. Identifying as lizard men from outer space, but only two days a week. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. Lizard men? Hmm. <laughs> That's a sound they make. Is that what a lizard sounds like? I'm a lizard man caller. Uh, so, uh, The View is probably the most hideous show on TV. Uh, they should, um, but, but you know what's fun about that? I don't see how it stays on the air. Well, I think it's great that it does, quite frankly. I'm ready to, to uh, I just know, fodder. People with some really serious common sense, some intelligent people like to watch it, watch it just to get Never wound comes. up and pissed off for the day. Well, let's, uh, let's piss off more people. Here's Whoopi Goldberg. Listen, I'm ready. Listen to this statement. But you can't have your AR-15. If you're going to get all in my business mm. and tell me what my family can and cannot do, neither can you. They're going to come for those AR-15s, and Whoopi. you better get ready to give them up. Because this is America. We were supposed to be able to do things and be the people we wanted to be, and now we are in a crazy place. We are allowing things out there that kill children. And you didn't do anything the last time. You didn't, you've done nothing since Sandy Hook. Well, I think it's time for the people to say, mm-hmm. we're going to take this to the courts. And we're going to make you give these guns up because you don't need to have them. Mm. She says gun ownership prevents her from being the person she wanted to be in America. Well, maybe the gun ownership is helping the individual who owns the gun to be all he wants to be in America. 
And if you want to be all you want to be in America, well, be, you need to shut the hell up. <laughs> you're not a politician. You're a stinking actress. Well, not a very good one at that. Well, I mean, she's also irrational. Everything she just said is patently false. Exactly. And it makes no sense. It's like she should be the one who makes the decisions for everyone. So, again, we can all help her be who she wants to be. If you had to ask Whoopi, what would you want the courts to ban? Be specific. You say AR-15, but what is an AR-15? Because if a court has to ban an AR-15, they got to identify it. So you have to say what it is. It is a semi-automatic rifle. Nearly every rifle in America, except a bolt action, is a semi-automatic weapon, Whoopi. Are you saying... And by the way, most of the crimes, 75% of all crimes are by handgun. They're not by rifle. Right. They're not. So are you want to take it further and say a semi-automatic gun is including my pistol? Because my pistol is a semi-automatic gun. If you came to that question with Whoopi, she would would say, she'd probably just get emotional and go, yes, all of them. Mm -hmm. Because she's emotional about it. And that's what she wants. She wants to stir the emotion so much that logic leaves the conversation and she can get her way. That's how the left operates anyway. It's all massively emotional. And it's illogical. You want the courts to ban the AR-15, but you, ha- you can't even identify it. Like we said earlier, if she tripped on it, she wouldn't know what it is. MSNBC went on to say the NRA... The NRA is evil, and we now have uh, Democrats calling for our lieutenant governor, uh, Winsome Sears, who has a keynote address at the NRA convention this weekend in Houston. They're saying, don't go because you're, you're so mean and evil. But listen to this exchange <laughs> on MSNBC about the NRA and government. This is interesting. But were those Republicans willing to talk to you today? Because 19 precious babies were massacred yesterday. How maddening is that comment? The NRA uh, had nothing to do with it, you sick hose beast. Well, I mean, well, she's not even talking about the NRA. Yet. She's actually just saying, would the Republicans even talk to you after 19 precious babies were killed? Are they even human beings? I mean, They compared the NRA to the Republican Party. It's all a big one. Oh, yeah, that's coming up. It's all a big, big group together. A week from now, two weeks from now, do you really think they're going to sit down and, and do more than have a conversation? You've been at this for a decade. Is it when you combine that trifecta, the NRA gets their way because of those other Republicans who care about taxes and abortion, they're not paying attention? Unbelievable. Um, the Republican Party over the course of the last 10 years has kind of become a little devoid of ideas, except for one, oh, for the destruction of government. Oh, wow. And no organization stands more solidly against government than the NRA, which stands for the right of the citizenry to arm themselves in rebellion against the government. So if you're trying to prove how much you hate government, the NRA's endorsement has become sort of the clearest way you signal that to your constituents. So let's break this down a second. Let's break it down. Essentially, the NRA break it down is not there for you to have a firearm to protect yourself. No, that no. wasn't. that's not what they're there for. I, I thought they were there for that. I actually thought the NRA was there because the Second Amendment was there. So the NRA was an endorsement of the Second Amendment, essentially saying you have a right to bear arms. This guy is saying that the NRA is designed to rebel against the government. Now, if you read the um, adoption of the Second Amendment by the founders you might find that one of the main reasons that was that was adopted was 
because of government. It was there to protect you against an overreaching government, one of which is to come take quarters in your home, which I think is the Fourth Amendment or the Third Amendment. So, yeah, you, you, th- in, in some ways, yes, the, the Second Amendment and the, the, the uh, right to bear arms was a protection against an overreaching government. But he said they're anti-government. Now, Republicans, I don't know of a single Republican that's anti-government. We're not anarchists. I don't either. We're not anarchists. Republicans are not anarchists. Quit saying that. In fact, the anarchists live on the left. That's where they live. Because we think we have a right to bear arms, which we do, the Constitution has given us, and God, by the way, the, the first creator of our ability to protect ourselves, and the Second Amendment infringes uh, that in the Constitution, the right to, to, to carry a firearm. Um, this, this is... Is not an anti-government position. It's more of a pro-protection, uh, a limited government view. The, the the founders, arguably Republican, we would argue, didn't infringe and, and, and take a constitution because they hate government. They knew government had to exist because men aren't angels. I think is how Madison said it. If men were angels, we didn't need government. Thomas Paine is the one who said government at its very best is a necessary evil, at its worst, an intolerable one. So, yes, we recognize we need government, but we also recognize that it's intolerable and evil at times. Yeah, the Democrats never see that. They never see that. The greatest example, by the way, is the last two years with COVID. Governments are evil. It's unbelievable. No, 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 no. This Republicans aren't anti-government, MSNBC. Either is the NRA. They're pro-freedom and they know that the right to bear arms extends that freedom and that's what the left really hates they can't stand that you serfs and peasants you cute little people outside their beltway surrounded by kings and queens or surrounded and full of kings and queens that you get a choice in this that you could get to have a firearm that just does not seem fair you're not trustworthy enough to have a gun because there was one nut that did something insane, therefore none of you will be able to have a gun. Yeah, exactly. As soon as it's all gone and you don't have one, guess who still gets to keep one? <laughs> the bad the guy. The bad guys. They're not going away. Guns aren't going away. Oh, they're going away from you. Whoopi Goldberg wanted to want you, the good guy, to have one, but the bad guy gets one. Chicago is a good example. They took the guns away from the good people and... Cr- Crime using firearms quadrupled in Chicago. It's a a gun-free zone. Yeah. Just like a school. Scary. All right, more in uh, 73 seconds. LeeBrothers.com. LeeBrothers.com. The Radio Revolution. Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. You want a unique experience, a unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker, made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a 
smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O. The Lee Brothers, practicing the First Amendment and using the Second. Only when necessary. <laughs> Only when necessary. Which is always Check us out at LeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. So Winsome Sears, our lieutenant governor, ran an ad when she was running for uh, lieutenant governor holding an AR-15. Oh. So the left is uh, outraged. Fillercorn, Elaine Fillercorn, the former Speaker of the House here in, in uh, Virginia, said Winsome Sears is scheduled a keynote at a lunch and shortly at the NRA's annual convention in Texas after less than a week from 19 kids being murdered in Texas. We have always vehemently disagreed with Sears' uh, appeasement of the NRA, but to continue on her keynote address after this week's tragedy of the same state is heartless. It's heartless. So the NRA doesn't endorse mass murder. In fact, it endorses the opposite, mass protection. I don't understand if, how if twenty people were in that school that are with firearms, NRA members, and they're with firearms, it wouldn't happen. It would not have happened. Incredibly good point. So, if the NRA that produces a constitutional or supports a constitutional right to carry a firearm is now a threat that somebody can't go speak to them because someone used a gun to do a heinous crime. How far do you take that? If someone used an SUV and ran over people and killed 25 people, and uh, the Lee brothers are going to go speak at the automobile industry next week. Uh-oh. Would, would we, be, we be told you can't go speak at the automobile industry? Because we're now long, no longer in favor of your product that you make. I, I think that's incredible. The NRA has never... asinine is what it is. The NRA has never endorsed um, this kind of stuff. They've been, they, they're the very ones who say arm people so they can protect themselves. I think Wisdom Sears should show up there in full camo, Rambo looking, a knife that reaches from her hip to the ground. And uh, <laughs> that's a sword, you know, I think. I think one they call of those, it a sword. Uh, <laughs> guns that Rambo shoots sometimes that are full of little miniature missiles and an AR 15 with. I don't know, 50,000 rounds of ammo. I think she should address the NRA in that manner. She spoke about the incident. She said, an ill wind is blowing through our land, a wretched evil that destroys. I actually think that's a great quote. Yeah, I think so too. That's an awesome quote. There is a wretched evil that destroys. Let's recognize it and destroy it before it destroys us. Coming up, a Memorial Day tribute you do not want to miss. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. Joe50.com. We built this city. Yes, we did. We built this city on rock and roll. Built this city. Uh huh. We built this city. 
just after the bottom of the hour, outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia, the city owned the games, the Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left. Sometimes it's far left, and it's very comfortable over here. <laughs> it is Richard Lee. This, uh, this weekend is special. Lee Brothers uh, grew up in a household that um, took July 4th and Memorial Day extremely seriously. We, um, we went to the, the parades. We went to the memorials. We uh, had family members who served. Uh, we just, the, the pomp and circumstance, Richard and I are suckers for it. I mean, we would cry at, you know, a grand opening of a, of a military base. I mean, this is how patriotic we love our country. We love those who served and, and, and then those who served and gave the ultimate sacrifice so that Richard and I can be on a radio program and talk with freedom. I think many of us this weekend get caught up in, oh, it's $6 a gallon of gas. I'm going to have to can't go to the beach. I mean, what, what our country has gone through and the sacrifice so that we can, you know, complain about $6 is unbelievable. Freedom is so not free. It's just, when, when you think about the amount of people who have died from the Revolutionary War on so that we can have a weekend to just stop for three seconds and ponder what really happened. You know, for us, it might be kind of easy just to stop for three seconds and ponder. For others, they never forget. Every day is Memorial Day. Lance Corporal Jason Redifer was 19. He was on his final patrol on a mission. He was just days from the loving fold of his family, and he just spoke to his mother only two hours before an incident that claimed his life. His mother, Rhonda Winfield, wrote a book, When Johnny Doesn't Come Marching Home, A Mother's Story of the Price for Freedom. I'm holding that book in my hand. The author, Rhonda Winfield, and that mother is with us now. Hey, Rhonda. Hey, Scott. Hey, Richard. Hi, Wanda. It's wonderful Rhonda. to be with you all again today. Well, it's wonderful to have you. you. Know, it's funny. Just listening to you say those words, it's amazing that still, it's been 17 years since Jason's death, and it still, at moments, can be still so fresh and so raw as though it just happened. You would think after this much time, that would lessen. And I think what lessens is the moments that it absolutely takes you out. You know, mm-hmm. there are fewer and fewer, a lot of more distance in between. But when it comes, it still comes with, with all of the punch that, that it did when it was it was fresh. I'm sure it so did. I really appreciate your having us on and talking to us today. Oh. Are you, we, it's our honor, Rhonda. It's our honor. It I, truly I, is. Richard and I think about we we think about our country and the sacrifice often, and I don't think people really can grasp it. So may may I ask you, if you don't mind, to to help our audience relive that moment when you found out. So we had been making plans to come bring Jason home. He was finishing his tour in Iraq. Um, we thought like we had gotten gotten to the end of it. We had our signs made to welcome him home. 
I had people that were covering me at work. We had our hotel reservations. We were going to go home and welcome those buses as they rolled back into Camp Lejeune. I got a phone call at four in the morning and it was from Jason. They were going out on their very last patrol. And that was the last task that they had to do. And they were packing up to come home. He had been out all night as what they call an angel. Um, He was with a sniper patrol and he actually was supposed to go back and be sleeping. But because it was the last patrol of his unit, he wanted to go with his group. He asked to be allowed to go with them. And we, I went to work, and everyone that I encountered at work was celebrating with me. They had held those long days and nights with me as we were holding our breath and, and wishing for the best. And I drove in from work that evening and found two Marines on my lawn in dress blues. And every parent knows exactly what that means. You don't have to hear the words, and you don't have to, to have anything more definitive than seeing their faces. And when I got out of my car, I challenged them and told them they could not be there to tell me something had happened to my son. And in my mind, I truly could not envision any scenario where I had just spoken to him that morning where something could have happened to him and then completely around the other side of the world, somebody standing there to tell me the news. And it just seemed like an eternity passed between us in that silent mm. and that silent moment. And, and they just simply looked down at the ground and they crossed their hands and they just gave me the space to react in whatever way came over me. And I remember very little about it other than basically hitting the ground. I felt like a cannonball had just fired right through my very center. Oh, gosh. And I could take you to the spot on my lawn right now and show you exactly where where that moment occurred. And I feel like in that moment, everything that I knew and everything that I had been died right there in that spot as well. And the rest of it was was pretty, pretty vague at that point. And even, you know, the days and months after you go through the motions and you take care of details of things that need to be done. But the hole that's blown in the very center of your heart and the very center of your family, as I said, 17 years down the road, and I can still feel that ache describing that moment to you now and it's 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 unlike anything i ever could have happened we're talking with uh rhonda winfield lost her son jason redifer uh in iraq and um what a story what a what a heartfelt amazing story rhonda what what would you what, what do you want people to know is there do you want them what do you want them to think about on a Memorial Day weekend? Other than the grill and you the know, hot dogs. Right. Well, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't want them to, to miss any time celebrating the grill and the hot dogs because I know for sure that's what, what Jason would have wanted. He wanted would want to make sure that all of the freedoms that we have, that we are celebrating those and just be grateful that we have them. But I think... For our family, especially when when you're a family that for every day you have Memorial Day in some shape or form, to take a moment 
to explain to your children, to talk to your family, have a discussion with your friends about what gifts we have just being able to live here in this country and to have the freedom that we have. And, you know, it's, it's a broken nation. And, and each year when we talk, I think there's some fresh wound or some fresh event that has, has left me stumbling, wondering if this country is, is worthy of that kind of sacrifice. Mm. And I think maybe that's what brings the most pain now. There's so much in it where you doubt and, and you, you don't know. Um, you know, we just look at this week, and of course our hearts bleed right. for those families in Texas. And, and I can't imagine the news that came to those parents. Um, there's, there's children just living their lives as innocent children and consumed with the thought that this nation is just being consumed in just evil. It's just rapidly breeding and it's flourishing and it's it's going unchecked. We're just blanketed in it because we're afraid to discipline our children. We're we're not teaching them to honor the sanctity of a a nuclear family. We're not holding fathers accountable and and trying to, to keep homes where there is a mom and a dad. Exactly. We're, we're not teaching manners and respect. We're not instilling the need to have service to your mankind. And we're not modeling or teaching a work ethic. And we, I know I was upset last year. We celebrate celebrities and athletes who refuse to acknowledge their obligation that they are role models to our children. Right. And instead they demonstrate to them that, it's right to kneel for our nation's flag when they spit in the faces of all those that have died giving them those freedoms. And especially in this week when we look at the loss and the tragedy, it's it's hard to to have hope and, and you wonder who's stepping up to to put the salve on this and to put these pieces back together. But I was thinking last night how sad it's been for me that one of the moments that I think Jason would have been the proudest would have been that his baby brother, who was six years old at the time of Jason's death, he graduated from VMI last week. Oh. And I, through the entire ceremony and, and all of the pageantry of that and the emotion of that, I could just feel how proud Jason would be. No doubt. And, you know, when I look that class, when, when they started, there were over 500 of them, 318 of them graduated. And out of those 187 kids, which is like 56% of them commissioned into the armed forces. And, you know, the honor code, those aren't just words. That's somewhere that it means something. It permeates, it permeates every single thing that they do. And, you know, people can try to rewrite our history. They can move our statues. They can try to have a cleansed version of what they want to indoctrinate our children with. But at the heart of that, we still have young men and women who have honor and they have been raised to give value to that. And they know what a sense of duty is and accountability to one another is. And and there is hope in the future in that when the world is upside down like it seems to be and these men and women know that they are going right into the face of it. Yeah, no um, doubt. They're well, going to you know, finish those graduation parties and right. off they go and they're still stepping up to do it.
Well, Jason was one of those incredible men. You know, we talk a lot about Memorial Day. The best way to honor those who went before us and gave the ultimate sacrifice is to fight today for what they believed in. And I believe Jason uh, would, would be fighting for those very same things. So thank you, Rhonda, for uh, joining us. Thank you for uh, your sacrifice for our country. Well, we thank you for continuing to fight the good fight, for continuing to stand up for our our beliefs and, and for continuing to let people know that honor matters and continuing to take a run at it every day. And I know that's got to be pretty hard on a lot of different days, but it means the world to our family that you would remember Jason and that you oh, would yeah. still share his story and that patriotism has a home with you. And it means the world to all of us. And we certainly wish you all the best this weekend and always. And, you know, God bless you both. Thanks, Thank Rhonda. you. Same to you. As we will always honor Jason. Always. Thanks, Rhonda. Good talking with you. That's Rhonda Winfield. She's the uh, author of When Johnny Doesn't Come Marching Home. Amazing story about Jason Redifer. A truly great American. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bellow Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small-town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. 
we must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Radio Great Again, the Lee Brothers. Mojo50.com, Mojo50.com is where you find the Lee Brothers. Check us out there. That's archived the shows in case you missed that incredible interview by Rondo Winfield. That was an incredible interview. To think that they had to go through something like that in their lives is unbelievable to me. Thank you, Rhonda, for that sacrifice. May your Memorial Day weekend be one that, um, that you take just a second to remember that. Uh, Joe Biden is uh, a bully. He's threatening, he's, th- he's threatening to take lunch money away from schools who do not recognize um, the, um, that boys can go into girls' locker rooms and bathrooms and girls can't. So if, you, if the uh, Department of Agriculture, who takes care of the food and nutrition, food stamps and school lunches, which is ridiculous. I don't know why we have U.S. Department of Agriculture. It should be disbanded and gone away with. Joe Biden has said, if uh, you don't hold up this uh, – discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity, well, we'll just take the money away from the school so there'll be no low-income school lunch program. Seems a little bit diametrically opposed to the way the left thinks, but, you know, it's more important that you have gender dysphoria. It's more important that we let boys go into girls' restrooms because don't forget that when we let a male go into a female restroom in Loudoun County, sex, they, he sexually assaulted a young woman. And then the district tried to cover it up, because the agenda was more important than what happened. That's what's going on in our country today. Here's what else is going on in our country today. Uh, Facebook has a new emoji. You've seen this new emoji. You may have heard it. It's the uh, male pregnant emoji. Here's what happened on a campus here uh, just the other day. So Apple recently released a pregnant man emoji. What are you guys' thoughts on that? If you're a trans man having a baby, that's great. It raises awareness on the fact that trans men can have babies. That's like what it's harmless. doing. Wait a minute. It's a male emoji. It's not a tra- it's not a female acting like a guy. It's a male pregnant male emoji. How did these kids miss that so quickly? I don't understand that. It raises awareness on the fact that trans men can have babies. Raises awareness. I'm glad. Did you know where? Did you know that, Richard? I, I had no uh, no idea. I think I'll sign up. Yeah, it's awareness. Now we're aware. Now we're aware. Thank goodness that Facebook made us aware. Because we were better off not being aware. But now we're aware. So according to the left, we're better off because we're aware. It raises awareness. I love how they think like that. It's like a harmless addition. It helps a lot with harmless. inclusion. People who are trans want to have children. Does anyone care that it's wrong? What do you mean it raises it? Does anyone care that it's wrong and it doesn't happen? Does anyone care about that anymore? I don't think so. <laughs> so then the next part of the question was, 
Have you ever seen a pregnant man? So Apple recently released a pregnant man emoji. What are you guys' thoughts on that? If you're a trans- I, that's, I think that's the wrong clip. Here we go. This is... So Apple recently released oh, a one? pregnant... Oh, great. <laughs> pregnant man emoji. So Apple recently released a pregnant man emoji. What are you guys' thoughts on that? If you're a trans man having a baby, that's great. It re- Let's fast forward that. I don't know anyone personally. <laughs> no, but I've heard like stories. Not not to this point in my life. <laughs> Miracles happen. So. You've never seen one? No. Uh, like on TikTok, on no, videos. I don't know anyone personally. It is real. And it is it's real. It happens. A man born a man? No. Yeah, I haven't personally, but like I've like seen like trans people give birth. Man, they can't do it, can they? Have you ever seen a pregnant man? Well, not personally, but I've seen one on TikTok. The way you do it is. You're uh, quite much of a, I don't know what, I better not, I better behave myself. But anyway, if you're a woman, born as a woman, when you look down, you see a woman, mm-hmm. and then you convert to a man, then you could be a pregnant man. No, you're still 50, not a man. man. You, that's the point. You're still a woman. Only in your pea brain mind are you a man. If you were born a woman. I just think the question's hilarious. Have you ever seen a pregnant man? And they trip all over themselves. No, but I've heard, like, stories. I've heard stories. No, I've never seen a pregnant man, but I've heard stories. That's a it's big, impossible. It doesn't happen. Huge pile of dinosaur dung. That's <laughs> miracles crazy. happen, so. <laughs> no. Uh, like on TikTok. On, uh, on TikTok. On TikTok. There you go. How about on Cartoon Saturday morning, maybe? I don't know. Because that's the only place. It's, it's almost like an SNL skit, a parody, except this somehow comes across as a real conversation we're having in real time, and it's complete folly. A lot of, a lot of the things I've seen on TikTok, not that I go... First of all, it's TikTok. Is it TikTok? Yeah, I think a TikTok is something you do for your breath, but that's... Yeah. I mean, to us, anyway, it's still... Anyway, yeah. that shows you how familiar with it I am. <laughs> People send me these things, and I'll watch them, and sometimes they're funny, and most of the time they're not. They're disgusting and stupid. That's where America is. All right. And America well, believes in TikTok. 60 seconds. We'll wrap it up. LeeBrothers.com. LeeBrothers.com. Adjust your mojo now. Thank you. You want a unique experience? A unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Made in America from recycled bourbon barrels, this unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. 
Need a vaccine passport? We got your passport right here. <laughs> the Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. And that is a wrap of the radio program. What did we learn today? No, what kind of wrap is it first? It is a flaming young oh, wrap. Perfect. With, uh, Why am I so hungry? Sounds spectacular. Special cheese to all be patties, not be patties. <laughs> you haven't been here lately. It's good Filet to have you back. Patties. Here's what we learned. In honor of Doc Thompson, who's the founder of Mojo Five O, and ended every one of his shows right here in the capital of the Commonwealth, Virginia, by saying, what did we learn today? Richard Lee, what did we learn today? Well, we learned one thing. This is Memorial Day weekend, mm-hmm. so make it right. Mm-hmm. You know, support the people that gave the ultimate sacrifice so we may live free in this land. Amen. And, uh, when it comes down to it, you're cooking your grill, cooking on your grill this weekend, hot dogs, hamburgers, whatever. Be cooking on your grill for all those who have given the ultimate sacrifice to keep this nation free and for us to live the way that we live today. Maybe better without Biden around, but... Yeah, I try to look past that stuff. President soon. Yeah, look past that. He'll be gone soon. All right. Also, we learned that Joe Biden admitted that gas prices are about not lowering gas prices. There's a conspiracy going on. That's actually truth. Get out of your your gas car, put you in an electric one. That's their plan. And what else we learned today, Richard Lee? We learned one thing. We're we're writing a new song for Joe Biden. And it's, uh, we knew a man, Joe Biden, and he danced for you. <laughs> so you need to email us the next line. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How's that? Here's else we learned today. This show is a 1,000% better when it's a two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Check us out at Mojo 5 in case you missed the show. And if you are, you care about liberty over tyranny, join us again here next week where we change the hearts and minds for the cause of freedom and liberty. See you next week. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.